This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by AXA Equitable Life. That's AXA.com. Advice, retirement, and life insurance. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Tom Martin. He's a speaker and author. In fact, uh, Tom was on when his book, The Invisible Sale, came out. You can go back. In fact, we'll have that in the show notes. He's also the founder of Converse Digital, and he's got a new course that he's been working on called Turning Conversations into Customers, the Sales Prospecting Method for People Who Hate Sales Prospecting. So welcome back, Tom. Hey, thanks for having me back. And thanks for saying the name of the company correctly. I think you're one of the few people Everybody always says it like Converse, like the tennis shoes. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, I do love the tennis shoes, so I, I, maybe that's why I, why I made sure I studied it. But let me ask let me ask you this though. I mean, who doesn't love sales prospecting? I don't understand if there'd be a market for this even. Well, you know, I'll tell you, there is actually it's interesting that, that some of the research I was doing. Uh, they recently had a study that came out that actually forty three percent of salespeople are afraid to make a cold call. Um, and uh, yeah, I think in general you have, you know, people like myself who are maybe introverted or shy, uh, really don't like the idea of prospecting and, and not, maybe not so much don't like it. It's just, it's really uncomfortable. Um, uh, you know, they, they really have a hard time at a conference or a trade show or a networking event. They really have a hard time just walking up to someone and sticking their hand out and saying, hi, I'm Tom Martin. And starting a conversation, you know, they tend to be that person that's, you know, got way too much email to do on their mobile phone, you know, at the side of the room, uh, like an eighth grade dance. Well, and, and in case it wasn't obvious, I was being facetious. I mean, I don't know anybody who likes prospecting to tell you the truth. And, and, and I think, I don't know. I've, I've seen, <laughs> well, that's true. I've seen you, <laughs> I've seen you prospect. So I don't know. I mean, I've seen it in action. Well, I, I, but I do think a lot of people's dislike or disdain even for it is because of the way they've been prospected. I mean, and what we think of as cold calling today, would you agree? Absolutely. And, uh, and actually this, this whole course came out of, uh, I gave a talk this past fall here locally in New Orleans. And it was one of those where I was not getting paid. I was doing a favor for a friend. And so I thought, well, you know, perfect time to try out some new material and basically gave an, an entire talk about, you know, just that, how, you know, people hate prospecting because the way we frame this concept of sales prospecting is, is really uh, it's in a way that's very selfish and it's self-serving and it, people don't like that. That's not what we're taught to do when we're children. And if you reframe it, that it's not only fun, but enjoyable and works. And I was blown away by the audience reaction after the talk. Um, and I was like, okay, wait, I think I might be onto something here. I, I think I might not be the only guy in the world that doesn't like to do this. Um, and, and so, you know, been really exploring a lot of these thematics and various talks and blog posts and different things and finding that, you know, they're really, people are, they're, they're kind of hungry for, I know, especially entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, freelancers, you know, people like that, you know, they know they have to prospect for a living. I mean, they, they only eat what they kill. Right. And, uh, and they just, they, they're, they're really searching and looking for someone to show them a way that is palatable and maybe even enjoyable versus, uh, you know, some seven step process that, you know, has them sending out cold LinkedIn invites right after somebody connects with them, which is, you know, everyone's favorite thing in the world to receive. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I, th I think anybody who starts a business, you know, you talked about freelancers, solopreneurs, I mean, 
an accountant, a lawyer. I mean, I, you know, they, they start their business thinking this is great. You know, I've got my website up. You know, here we are. I'm in business and, and then kind of come to realize that gosh, 50% of this job is selling. Um, you know, so, so, you know, how, I, so I think, I think those people come to the realize, realization sort of kicking and screaming, you know, and then they have to go out and figure out how to do it. And I think that that maybe is in, in some ways sort of the reluctance that, it you know it seems like they've got to learn this whole new skill what would you say you know to those folks in terms of you know how they should frame this idea of you know everybody sells something well I, what i try to explain to folks is that they really don't need to necessarily learn a new skill so uh, one of my you know one of the things that that has really kind of come in vogue is this whole concept of social selling and but but you know it's I hate the term because it's really been bastardizing that people talk about social selling as oh how do I sell using LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook these platforms it's very very platform sort of training selling theory and and what I do is is what I talk to them about I say look here's the thing social selling is actually great but what you have to understand is what social selling means is that you sell by being social and that you know how to do. You know how to be social. You know how to have a conversation with someone to engage them, to try to find, you know, some common ground that you both can stand on and from there continue to have a conversation and continue to find things that you know about each other that you have in common, et cetera. That's how you sell. You create this connection between you and that prospect. And then that connection point there, you know, the, what you do professionally will come out. Maybe not in that first conversation, maybe not in second. At some point, they're going to find out, figure out what you do for a living. Um, but because the basis of your, your relationship with them is that you form this connection, this little bond, if you will, um, that gives you something you can build on. And then when they need your service, you're the top of mind preference. You're the person they want to call. Um, and they're pretty sure they want to do business with you as opposed to just do business with somebody. And that's how you prospect. And that's how you build this little flywheel of leads that, you know, it takes a while to get going, but once you get it going, you know, the leads just kind of come in because you're that person that people enjoy being around. You're that sales prospecting that they actually welcome into their life, you know, versus, you know, running, screaming away from buying technology to avoid, et cetera. And when you, when you help them see that, a little light bulb goes on. It could be maybe a little bit more strategic than just talking, but yeah, more or less, that's the core. Be social, uh, be someone people want to talk to. Well, and I think that that's one of the things that, that really is the promise of social media. Again, as you said, a lot of people have ruined it, but there's so much data there. There's so much, uh, there's so much information to help you derive a sense of propin. Oh, dang it, I blew it. Propinquity. Propinquity. <laughs> only the second time that word has been used on this podcast, and the first one was when I interviewed you for the invisible, invisible sale. It's been – it's getting a long, long day. I'm tripping on my words. I, I had that one queued up too. So um, so explain that concept because I think it's just what – I mean, it is what you just said, and I was surprised you didn't use the word. <laughs> well, I uh, – you know um, – Nobody can ever can ever pronounce it. They love it. It's a great conversation word. Um, but it, it's really it's the science of how relationships are built. And it's really like dating. You know, when you met your wife for the first time, you, you met her, you, you learned a few things about her you liked, then you had another date, you had more conversations, you found more things you liked. Propinquity is all about that. It's about 
making sure that there is a connectivity between you and the person you want to do business with. And that connectivity might be you in person. It might be you as content, might be you as you're on a podcast and someone listens to it. It might be you as social media touching, but you, you want to create a proximity between you and your prospect where they can continue to learn new things about you. And that's the key. They have to always be learning something new about you because what they're doing is they're filing all those things away. And, you know, maybe let's say half the things they find out about you they actually like, well, at some point mathematics takes over, they find enough things they like about you that they decide, yes, this is my preferred provider or in in a social world, this is a person I want to be friends with. That's the way it works in, in life. That's how it works. I think it works the same way in sales and marketing. Um, but, you know, the key is, is you got to, you can't just have that proximity. Uh, you, you've got to be present, like in those moments. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that trips people up is that they, they just can't be present in the moment while they're having a conversation or, you know, why you're being interviewed on a podcast, be present, be wholly present in what you're having, this discussion you're having with your, the person interviewing you versus thinking about, oh, I've got this other thing going on. I got to do this client call later. Or, you know, in, in that, that part is key. If people can get to that, where they can truly be present in that moment, truly focus on how can I connect with this individual? What is our common ground? There has to be some common ground. That's when the magic can take off and they can really, you know, A, be very successful prospecting, but B, like conversation, feeling like, wow, that was really fun. I enjoyed that. I really like that person. I found, I don't just like them as a prospect. I kind of like another person. That's kind of cool. And as soon as you can get people to understand that, like, then they're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't mind sales prospecting. But yes, you don't. You just don't like it the way you were taught to do it because the way you were taught to do it feels just sort of self-serving and selfish and You know, that's, you know, when you were a kid, your mom told you to share your Legos, not keep them all to yourself. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by AXA Equitable Life. It's time we start giving life insurance the credit it deserves. That's because life insurance can be so much more than protection for you and your family. It also helps you live, keep, and potentially build more cash value over time. To learn more, go to AXA.com. Well, so... Obviously, you know, a central part of this is what you just said, kind of that proximity, kind of having some common ground. I mean, I, I, that's probably not hard for people to get. But are there some consistent sort of core activities then that you have to surround that with so that it does ultimately lead to, hey, this is a smart person or not just a smart person, but this is a person who can solve my problem? Well, I think, you know, I think that's where, um, you know, for those of us who are trying to you know, prospect, especially if we're trying to prospect outside of our local geography, you know, that's where content can really play a really big role, both your own content that's resident on your own owned sites, the internet and the world via, you know, podcasts or guest posting on, on relevant blogs or, you know, third-party media platforms, speaking at the right conferences, things of this nature. But in, in that content at the same time, you know, you have to build that content where again, you're, you're, you're finding that common ground. You know, you've got to, you've got to build content that someone can read and say, Oh, this was written for me. Obviously you didn't write it just for a single person that wouldn't scale very well, but it should feel like, you know, that, Hey, this was written for me. This person understands my pain point or my frustration or my hurt. Like they get me, you know, 
And, um, and, and when you can do that and, and, you know, look, I'm, I wish I could say I was the greatest person in the world at that. I'm not, um, if I was, I'd be even more successful, but that is the key. Like if you can do that, that's you kind of having that connection with them even before you've ever met them. Right. And that to me is like, if you can get to that and there are some people that are really good at, you can get to that. Sky's the limit. You'll always have you'll always have prospects. So I wrote a book um, called Duct Tape Selling, and essentially I was uh, encouraging salespeople and anybody who had to sell that it really is marketing <laughs> in a lot of ways. Obviously, there are some you know core belly to belly you know kind of things that you know that were not included in there. But in terms of how you raised your expertise, became you know, the, the welcome guest. And I went out and spoke on that book, you know, quite a bit. And I, I would have a lot of salespeople and, and folks in the audience that said, yeah, that's great, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> and I'm sure you hear that all the time too, because we're, we're talking about building a long-term kind of pipeline here. You know, what do you say to that person that says, yeah, I, I'm just trying to sell something today? Well, I, I say you can, you can look at a sales prospect in one of two ways. You can see them as a transaction or you can see them as a relationship of person. And if you see them as a transaction, then yeah, you'll close the deal today. But that means you got to go close another deal tomorrow and another deal tomorrow. And it's always with new people. So you're spending all your time meeting and, and finding new people, which that's a lot of work too, frankly. Um, you know, instead, if you can build a relationship with a person, you can see them as a person and realize that this, this, this person can be a relationship and that relationship can be a series of deals. And not just deals between you and that individual. If you can, you know, if you can find somebody who you can convert into what I call a social agent, somebody who not only refers you, but is takes actually like a vested interest in you. Like they want to refer you. They want you to be successful. They're kind of passionate about how they refer you. Holy crap. Like that is gold because of those people. Now you've got an army of people out there doing your heavy lifting for you. They're, they're not just referring you. They're basically telling the person on the other side of the conversation, you'd be a damn fool if you didn't hire this guy or this gal. And I mean, that's God, what is that worth over the lifetime of your business? You know, but yeah, you got to invest in that. You got to, nobody's just going to step up and go, Hey, I want to sign up to be a soldier in your, in your little social agent army. You got to invest in those people. You got to be present in those conversations. You got to find that common ground. You got to make that connection. And when you do, it's beautiful, but yeah, it's all about, for me, it's all about long-term. Like, you know, I want to, I want to create deal flow for years, not just today. Cause man, that's really hard. So if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, okay, the ideas of this sound great. Uh, you want to kind of lay out what they can expect in looking into the course, turning conversations into customers. How is it uh, constructed? Well, what we're going to do with the course is I'm going to, I, I'm building it a little bit differently. I'm building it, building it. And I'm starting to be able to talk. Uh, I'm building it as a series of small video uh, classes. So they'll, they'll come in, they'll, they'll have a, you know, a short video class. It might be five minutes. It might be 15, but something that's relatively consumable over lunch or, or whatever like that to make it easy. Right. And then with that will be some additional, you know, reading or homework or other things they can read to, to round out that course uh, module. And then they'll come in and they'll move on to the next module, the next module, the next module, so forth and so on. Uh, and then they'll also be able to come into a private Facebook group where they can uh, not only ask questions, meet with other people who are kind of going through the same thing they're going through, struggling with the same struggles they're struggling with, and they can kind of be a community. 
but also where we're going to do some uh, live sort of like, you know, one to many coaching uh, and, and, you know, where they can, you know, kind of explore further, ask like, Hey, you said this, what'd you really mean? And, and it'll give me an opportunity to, you know, if they've got the question, chances are everybody else on the call has a question too, or at least a bunch of them. So we can do that sort of coaching and everybody can learn. And then if they really want to go down, down the pipe, they can sign up for more like individualized type uh, coaching and smaller masterclass type programs that we'll offer. But those will probably trail the initial launch of the course uh, in the summer of 2019, we'll launch the coursework, and then the rest of the stuff will probably come in fall of 2019. Yeah, so depending upon when you're listening to this show, uh, summer 2019 or fall. Let me ask you one question that I'm sure you get, and I don't know if this is a great place for us to end or not, but, but there are people that just aren't good at conversation. I'm not that great at it, quite frankly, um, and I'm sure that there are people that are you know, truly not great or not practiced at it. You know, How do you get better at that that aspect, you know, which is central to what you're talking about. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm I'm really bad at. It. I'm like the worst networker in the world, and and uh, I actually tell a story in my workshops that I was at a speaking gig, and some people came over, and they they just wanted to meet me, and I actually stepped backwards. Uh, and remove myself from the space so that the the circle of people standing next to me would close and kind of shield me. And I didn't even, I, it was completely subconscious to me. I didn't realize I did it, but the people next to me all noticed it. Um, and one of my colleagues who was traveling with me was like, seriously, I mean, they wanted to talk to you and you, what do you, what's wrong with you? Um, and, and basically I, I will tell you, this is what I've had to do. And, and is you just, you just got to step up to the plate and do it. And you just do it and you just keep doing it and you just keep doing it. And and what I'm finding now is it's getting easier to do it. I'm still not nearly as good at it as some people, but what happens is, you know, you do it. And what happens is you end up having a good conversation, not always a sales prospect. There's plenty of people, you know, that you meet that there's no opportunity for anything, but at least you had a nice conversation and you, and you did it. You sort of broke the ice and that's all you got to do. I think it's just like a hitter in baseball is in a slump. No way to fix it except get back in the batter's box and take another swing. And that's what you have to do here is just, you know, just make it a point at every uh, event or every any place where you are around people. You don't know everybody, whether it's a party or a networking event or a conference or a trade show. Make it a point to just say, hey, I'm Tom Martin. Get comfortable doing it with two people. Go for four. And it's, it sounds silly. It sounds simplistic, but it works. Yeah. And I, I know, you know, especially people that are, it's not natural. In fact, maybe they're even, you know, a bit uptight in that kind of situation. I always find that, uh, um, you know, having a plan going in, you know, ahead of time thinking, here's what I'm going to do so that when the moment hits you, you're not, you know, just sort of flustered. Yeah. And if you're going to, now, if you're going to like some sort of a, like a, especially like conferences, where maybe you can kind of see who attendees are, or if not attendees, at least speakers, go find all the speakers and, and use social media and, and LinkedIn and stuff to create a little mini dossier that you can put in your phone, like in your contact in your address book uh, and take a picture from the web and put it in there so that you've got their face and on the airplane ride or the car ride to, to the event, you know, kind of study it a little bit. And what'll happen is when you're there, you'll see those people and then you can go, okay. Oh, John, wrote a book called duct tape selling. He likes this. He likes that. And then you can kind of get yourself over and say, Hey, how you doing? I'm Tom Martin. And you kind of already feel like you know them a little bit. And you already know some things that like, even if they're not a great conversationalist, you know, you can find a way to work the conversation towards subject matter that you're pretty sure they're interested in because you've already read it about them or whatever. 
And, you know, that'll get them more comfortable. And so they'll start to talk a little more. And then once they do, you'll feel more comfortable. And that's a, I've used it really effectively at um, lots of conferences. And I've taught a lot of salespeople that, this trick. And it it's really works really well, uh, especially if you are going strategically to, to prospect. Do it to who the people you plan to prospect. But even if you don't know anybody, like just do it to the speakers because speakers are notoriously introverted, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, and, and, and especially if it's a conference where it's not really their core industry, like, like I would go to a, a conference I recently in the, in the sailing industry. I didn't know any of the other speakers. I didn't know anybody at all in the whole conference. Um, so, you know, if anybody came up to me, I was like, Oh, thank God, you know, somebody to talk to. Um, and there are a lot of speakers. So do it. And it's great because then you get to meet the speakers and learn something. And, and it's amazing how that can just create other conversations. So good, easy little trick to use. Um, you know, especially for conferences and stuff, but even, you know, networking events or parties. Speaking with Tom Martin, uh, author of The Invisible Sale and a course that's coming out uh, summer 2019, Turning Conversations into Customers. So, Tom, thanks for joining us, and uh, hopefully I'll bump into you out there at one of those conferences. Well, thanks for having me, and I definitely hope that we do. 